This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted coffee in the foothills of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. So we're not homeless. No, we're not homeless. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Welcome to episode 124 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Homeless Homeschooling. So I think that's maybe confusing. Yeah. So we, we used it just to kind of hook you and yeah. get your get you listening. Mm-hmm. We're actually not talking about homeless homeschoolers. Mm-mm. We're talking about homeschoolers that homeschool without a home. Correct. Which and sounds completely... Sounds like I said the same thing twice, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So... Uh, we're going to get to what that means, so you're going to have to hang in here. Now, in the meantime, like we said, we're not homeless. No. We're still trying we're to still sell our limbo. house. Yeah. Right. So uh, we have some, some exciting news maybe that we can share in the next few weeks as we uh, plot along in this trying to find a new home journey for us. <laughs> but this weekend, what did you do? I got on a plane and I flew down to Southern California, which is pretty funny because it's less than an hour flight, you know. Yeah. Well, if you're from the East Coast, if you're listening to this... She flew like four states away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. happens to be California's all one big state. That's right. And I flew down to spend the weekend with a friend of mine who we've actually had on the show before, Kim yeah. Kautzer. She's the uh, owner and writer of Write Shop. I love homeschooling, but I hate teaching, teaching writing. Teaching writing, that's right. And Kim and I have been friends for several years. You know, it's really, really funny to be in like the blog speaker convention world because you create these relationships and these friendships that... Um, are very unconventional, you know, like yeah. when else yeah. would I go fly off to meet this person or hang out with this person? So she uh, kicked her husband out for the weekend. He, he was very amenable. And um, we actually, there were supposed to be four of us for this little writing retreat. We were just going to all write and work and, and spend time together and whatnot. And um, two had to drop out. On so us it was just the last two of minute. you for the so weekend. So it ended up being Kim and me. So conversations were rich and there was a lot of writing to be done. So your book comes out in February? Yes. The book Lost and Found, Losing Religion, Finding Grace comes out in February. Um, and But what are you going to go down that path of what I was writing this weekend? No, no. I just wanted to make sure we... I don't know if we've announced that, that it's coming oh, out in February. Okay. So yes. our listeners need to know that the book we've talked about for the last couple of years here mm-hmm. on the podcast... Uh, is available for pre-order. On it is Amazon. available for pre-order on Amazon, and then it releases in February. Um, so we'll be talking more about that as it gets closer. Very, very excited about that. We've got some endorsements coming in that are really lovely. Yeah. So, so we'll actually we'll put it in the show notes. I think okay. people should be able to get to it. Sounds great. Pretty easy. Yep. And while you were gone, I was home with the you were other wrangling six kids. Right. So when we say six kids, you got to realize the top two pretty much are never home. Right. So our oldest, you know, works all the time. No, he's home when he wants to, he and his wife come over and do laundry, which is no, awesome. No, I'm sorry. I we meant the that. oldest of the ones that are home. Oh, the oldest yeah. of the ones that are home. No, the yeah. top two, I don't even consider them being home. True. Um, but the, the oldest one that's home, he works all the time. He works a ton, and then he's also in college. So. Yeah. And yeah. then the next one, 
Um, she babysits for everyone else. Right. <laughs> it's one we need her that I can never find Suddenly, her. that is so true. This yeah. year, she is like the babysitter extraordinaire, but she's, you know, she's doing well. That's a great gig. So I never complain about having Fridays off, but because um, I have a Friday off. But I, when I got home from work on Thursday, I jumped in the car, literally jumped in the car with Kendra and the two little boys, and we drove from our house to the Bay Area, which is about an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. We dropped mom off at the airport, and then the little boys and I drove home. Everybody went to bed. And then the next morning we got up and we drove north to a town that's about mm, 45 minutes north for an eye appointment for Joe. And then we drove to the Bay Area again (laughs) to drop the boys off at my sister's house. And then I drove over the hill to one of my favorite places on earth, Santa Cruz, where I was officiating a wedding. So we had to do a rehearsal dinner. And then I drove back over the hill (laughs) to spend the night with my sister's house. And then I drove back over the hill to go to the wedding. And then I drove back over the hill to come pick the boys up and drive home. And today after church, I drove back to the Bay Area to pick you up from the airport. So I was in a car. My little, my little Heine Uh. is tired of being in the car. So, okay. But so how many podcasts did you listen to? I listened to, well, I listened, if you have not listened to the new, um, Prairie Home Companion on NPR, Mm -hmm. um, Garrison Keillor retired and Chris Thiele has taken over as the uh, host of the of a Prairie Home Companion. And if you're a listener, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to head on over to uh, a PrairieHomeCompanion.com. Great variety radio show every week on Saturday. It's, I guess it's on Fridays. They record live out of Minnesota. So that's what I listen to. Huh. And I think technically... The whole time, all that driving, you listen to On one. the way over, yeah. I listened to the first two weeks. Yeah, because it just released oh, last week, okay, first week. I so I listened I to maybe... Yeah. Okay. By the time you got in the car, we were just finishing up the end of this week. So, yeah. anyhow, I think that's enough fluff. I think we fluffed out fluff. with that. And um, I, I, we, I'm going to put a prairie home in the show notes Great. for our listeners, and then we'll have your book in there. Let's get onto the show. Um, I'm just going to introduce it now because we'll we'll take a quick break and head right over. But um, we were uh, contacted um, by this family, the Norp family, and they are RVing across America. Mm-hmm. And, um, they contacted us and said, Hey, we'd love to talk about homeschooling in a motorhome and yeah. kind of what they're doing. And it just sounded super interesting. And I went on their website and checked them out and I said, they'd be a fun guest to have mm-hmm. on. We had some technical difficulties. We tried, I think four times to actually talk to them before. Apparently Wi-Fi in an RV, not yeah, so hot. It was super, awesome, yeah. super crazy. So yeah, so we have them coming up right after this break. You know, the other thing about fall that I love is good coffee. And was that a, was that a good segue? <laughs> you love coffee every I do. day of the year, Flood. Heat of the summer. But they don't forget, carolinescoffee.com. You can get coffee. You can get tea. You can get gift packages. We had a listener write in this week and said, I want to get my daughter some coffee for Christmas. I want to go to Caroline's Coffee and use your code, the HIRL code, which gets us 10% off. What coffee should I get my daughter? And I asked her one question. She told me, and I offered, I, I suggested two coffees that I said both of these were winners. Yeah. So um, she's not the first. I've noticed you've had a little uh, steady stream of listeners asking, for, right. You know, what should I order? Right. So guys, yeah. feel free to do that. And I want to tell you, I'm super thankful because that is a way to support this show. If you sure. go over there and use our code, then Caroline's Coffee knows that we are talking about them. So um, carolinescoffee.com, the code is HIRL. You get 10% off any order. Head on over.
Well, we are super excited to have Mike and Megan Norp from NorpAndSouth.com in the homeschooling in real life studio, or at least uh, on FaceTime. This is after multiple attempts, so we're really glad you are here, and uh, we want to thank you for being on Homeschooling in Real Life. <laughs> thank you. We're here. excited. So uh, as we get started, um, why don't you tell us where you are tonight when we're talking to you? We are in our the master suite of our enormous RV, <laughs> <laughs> and um, are on our way down to southern Utah. Southern Utah. And uh, Kendra had asked earlier, because uh, we've done this is our second time, uh, where you started on this whole adventure. Okay, so I'll, I'll give that one. We started in North Carolina, where we were living before. Um, basically got rid of all of our stuff, moved into an RV, and headed out across the country on this trip. So it's been, Megan and I figured, about five months. Yep, we're, coast to coast. And then we'll... And we're going to keep it going. Keep it going. Wow. That's pretty awesome. So can you tell us maybe just a little bit about your family, uh, who you are as far as numbers, ages, uh, all those things? Yeah. So um, Mike and I have been homeschoolers for, I think, about eight and a half years. And we were homeschooling our four boys when we felt um, like we we were missing some kids and that we wanted to add to our family. And so we ended up adopting our two daughters from China three and a half years ago. And then um, what, for a time after they came home, we actually were, we put everybody back into public school and um, just felt like that was what was best for the family. Then they, everybody came back home and um, then we added to our family again about almost a year ago and brought home three more kids. So now we have nine kids. Um, five of our kids are from China and people always ask if any of them are biologically related. None of them are. Um, but it has been a really interesting journey with homeschooling because a lot of times in the homeschooling community, we'll talk about, you know, de-schooling for kids who have been in a public school, um, you know, space, and then they have to come home and try to learn how to homeschool. But it was, you know, that times 10,000 bringing them home from living, not only not homeschooling, but living in institutions. So it's been a really interesting journey the last few years with our homeschooling. So what are the age range? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> So we have a three-year-old, a seven-year-old, another seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a nearly 10-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Good grief. And so this actually takes me back to the first thing I wanted to ask you when you said you were in your master suite. So how big is this RV that you have (laughs) shoved all these people into? Because I'm just in awe that you're doing this. Yeah, that there there I don't know if you sensed it. There was a little bit of sarcasm in there. <laughs> I was but, um, I was thinking so. <laughs> yeah, we're in a fifth wheel which um it, for us was the best um the biggest we could find and we got as big as we could get but it's still less than 400 square feet. Right. Um and so it, we're real creative with where we store things and where we sleep and where there, we eat. There are children sleeping in our kitchen right now just to <laughs> That sounds really sad, but it works. Well, the funny thing is there's kids sleeping in our kitchen, too. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's where our homeschooling table is. So a lot of kids yeah. sleep in that kitchen. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. You know what? I'd like to point out here, um, if if you're a listener and you're, you know, we've, we've promoted this show and we've talked about uh, the Norp family, if, if you want to know what it looks like at bedtime, they actually have a fantastic website with a ton of video blogs uh, and one of them is getting ready for bed. That was the one that kind of caught my attention right off the bat. So 
I saw you guys dragging out mattresses and, you know, kids yeah. kids that no longer want to make up couches because it's just the pillows take too much time. And it's yeah. just easy to sleep wherever. So if, if our listeners want to go on, it's norpinsouth.com, and that's the word and in between, and ton of videos answering just this question. How the heck do you do this? Yeah. And there's what are yeah. the logistics of all of that? Because I know a lot of people when they when they find out you have eight or nine children, you know, the response is, Oh my goodness, how does that work? So how does that work in four hundred square feet? Is <laughs> more, you know, the question. And then why? What what would prompted you guys to say this is something we think we, we want to just stop life and do? Yeah. Yeah. Um I think we're still trying to figure out how it works in less than 400 square feet, but <laughs> why, yeah. why do we do it? Like, yeah. I guess the reason why we did it, we were home, we're homeschoolers. Obviously that's kind of a, a given, but out in North Carolina, we, we actually could live anywhere in the country with our jobs. And we, we moved out to North Carolina because um, we felt like it would give us the opportunity to visit so many different um, historic places um, dip, you know, to visit the mountains and the coasts, and um, just we really wanted to be in that area of the country um, for our for homeschooling. And we really part of our homeschooling philosophy is is taking to our kids to the locations, you know, going to the battlegrounds, going to the plantations, and to you know to the actual spaces where these things happened, in, including you know for science and biology, all of those things. But um, so we reserved one day a week that we called Family Fun Day, where we would do that. Um, where we would leave the house, we would drive anywhere within a couple of hours and have a field trip. And um, eventually we started to run out of places for one thing. That we could drive to. Yeah, that we could drive to on a day trip. And then um, we also started to notice that that was our best day as a family. That was our um, happiest day. It was the day where we felt like this is what we want our, our, our kids' education to look like. This is what we just felt like we were really on during funny family fun days. And so I think that started to grow. And then, you know, we also realized our kids are getting older and you start to have that panic. I'm sure you guys have experienced and are continuing to experience where you realize that you actually aren't a parent for as long as you thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That they come to your home and leave before, you know, I think when you have your babies, you think you'll be like ancient when they leave, but you then, you know, our son's 15 and you realize, Oh my goodness, we only have a few years before he's probably going to want to go and, start his own life, you know, away from home. And so I think that's when we just said, let's do this. Let's just go and just have this grand adventure and explore the country, see all of the sites, go to all of the places, um, because this is really the last time we can do it with all of the kids. And well, so, I, yeah. I want to jump in here. One thing you said is something we've been saying for a while here on Homeschooling in Real Life, and that's 18 is not the magic number. You know, first yeah. off, we're raising our kids to launch. You know, we uh, we love them, but we don't want them to be here forever. I mean, that's yeah. the truth is we're we want them to launch into their own families, into their own adventures. Really, just live a life of adventure. But eighteen is not the age, because in reality, uh, sixteen is when they start driving, and that car means freedom, and that car means um, like even just going to church. We don't always ride to church in the same car anymore because we need multiple cars to get there to begin with and then secondly (laughs) um you know like my my 17 year old daughter now you know we used to ride in the car always together sing songs and you know goofy stuff talk about movies and tv and 
I just never am in the car with her anymore. It actually makes she, me a little sad. She's sort of the primo babysitter right now, so I feel like she's always on her way to a babysitting job. Yeah, just not not <laughs> you know? for us. That's and we the... want them to do <laughs> right, exactly. But we want them to have those freedom, and you want you know you want these kids to grow and develop and do those things, and and suddenly they're not in the front seat next to you in the car anymore. Sure, and and these you know as homeschoolers, I think a lot of people have a kind of a weird view that they're going to keep their kids around forever. And again, we're raising our kids, and it sounds like you are, to live a life of adventure. You know, let's go out and do your own thing. We, we, want, we want you to do this, but let's give you the tools. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I think my kids, um, I, I always remember when I was a kid hearing about, like, my brothers leaving home and my mom joking about how they couldn't iron a shirt or sew on a button. Or I, I don't know. Those are kind of archaic. But I remember saying those things. And, and I think about it now, and our kids be- – because they're homeschooled, it will never be this strange transition to like, how do I cook and how do I clean? And like, they are constantly living life. So it won't be. And so I think in a lot of ways that you're right. And and I think maybe they think we want to keep them around, but our kids are so prepared to go to launch and to go live their lives. And there won't be this, you know, sudden drop where where's mom? I don't know how to turn on the washing machine. Like that's <laughs> right. That's not how it works around our house at all. Well, the good thing is your your kids, I hope all of them are going to learn how to back up a trailer. That's a thing that I, like, <laughs> to this point, I wish I wish I knew how to do better. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, let me ask the tough question. Well, I have a bunch of tough questions for you guys because um, I, I just think of, like, hey, the Fletcher family, we have eight kids. Um, a couple of ours were a little farther along the path than you as far as age-wise go. But, um, you know, I, I look at this and go, I I can't do this, man. I got a dental practice. I can't pick up and leave. Uh, first off, I, I just can't. I mean, my, my job keeps me anchored uh, into this place. And the second is, I don't know if I have the cash to pull off this trip. So um, does your business or your life allow you to do business on the road? Yeah, it does. Yeah, for a long time, we wanted to bring Mike home just like we, we liked having the kids at home. We, I, I guess we just like to be together. So we were looking for a long time to build um, a, some sort of income that we could do together and from home. And we found something that could do that. And then did you want to take you it around? I was in? trying to pass it over to you. So I didn't talk the whole that time. Was super. I don't know if you guys, that was super smooth. I like how she passed it over and yeah. Mike's like, this is a great story. Keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So basically what we did is we, we started a business about five years ago. It's a network marketing business, and we were able to build that up to where it was not only supporting us, but could kind of run on its own in a lot of ways. We still do are engaged in that business, but we don't have to be engaged in it as much on a, as an hourly basis every week. And in addition to that, it does allow us to be wherever we, we want to be. As long as we have a phone connection and a internet, we're we're pretty much good on that. So yeah. Um, so it supports us very well and gives us the mobility to move around. So, yeah. so it's not like we have an office we have to go into or anything like that. It's yeah, and we good. did it through network marketing, and, and we've, we've loved that and enjoyed that. But there are so many ways to do it. Um, and especially now that we're on the road and we meet other families, there's people doing all sorts of interesting things. And, um, and I hope that's one of the things that I really want our kids to draw from this trip and from our life is like, there's no box, you know, you don't have to just grow up and become a doctor or a teacher or a police, police officer. But I mean, that's what I thought when I went to school. And, and it's like, there are, we've met people doing such interesting things that never even crossed our minds. And I, I, 
I really think that you can live whatever life you want to live and, and you can find your path to doing that. So now, um, this idea of adventure, you're, you're living out on adventure. Um, uh, there was a, a video that you posted a couple weeks back and I, I forget the name of it specifically. I was just looking for it, but it's something like they're all over me. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I sent it over to Kendra last night. I said, Hey, this is the couple we're talking to. You have to watch this video because <laughs> I think pretty much every day we're not on the road and we're in a lot more square footage than you. But Kendra says every day, Oh, I just need a break. And I think a lot <laughs> of homeschool moms feel that way. But then again, yeah. it, you're doing it on steroids. So what what do you do to take that break to I, I know you guys drive separate cars. I read that on your, your website, but what else do you do to take that break? Um well one thing that we make sure we do on a weekly basis is um a date with each other. Night. We go out, we leave the kids to their own devices at the trailer, which was a little scary the first time, but they handle themselves pretty well. Um, so that's important. We've done that for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, that was even before this. We've always had date nights. Um, and then, I don't know, I, I do try to, because it's true, the kids gravitate toward Megan. I mean, that's just, mom is mom, <laughs> and, the, and kids want to be close to mom. And so I, I do sometimes try to do things to deflect and, and like, take them with me somewhere or do something where the heat is off mom for a little bit to give, give mom some space. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, like we're like WWF wrestlers <laughs> where like, we'll like tag each other in and out of the ring. You know, <laughs> I think we're both, you know, we're both pretty aware of that and we can tell when the other one really needs to just go to the store alone or needs to be in the bedroom with the door locked. <laughs> yeah. Our bedroom can be kind of a, as small as it is, is a, is a refuge. A yes. lot of times. <laughs> There aren't there aren't many rooms in the trailer, so yeah. So there's one with a with a lock. That is key. That's uh, and I know it. Everybody knows that if they listen to the homeschooling real life podcast enough, that is what Fletch would allude to on any given topic, because <laughs> uh, we in in again we live in a firmly placed house, and somehow we decided to share our bedroom with the teenage son, that wall with the teenage son. <laughs> oh, so we just, just it was not made well thought out. Horrible choices yeah. <laughs> along the way. Um, and again, I, I really like what you had to say about deflecting off of mom, um, because there's one person I want to spend time with and that's mom. And I don't want to be the, well, in our case, or like in your case, the 10th person who's then coming to mom to say, Hey, let's spend time together. Actually, you know, do kind of want to hold hands with you and, and smooch you. And she's like, you know what? I've just had, enough um <laughs> so i do anything i can to to preserve that time I know. Yeah. It, that's what it's all about really for us man we're just trying to you know give mom the you know, better mood you know. so that there's still something left for you at the end of the yeah. day there you go now there and i didn't even have to ask the question and we all know what we're talking about so um no, come to that. uh we we interviewed a couple that uh, took their kids to alaska on the road and, and i want to ask you a question that we asked them um this seems nuts to a lot of people, not to the Fletchers. I mean, Kendra read your website and she's like copying and pasting things and like, <laughs> let's live free. Let's sell the house. Let's do this. Let's Enough go to Europe. Dentistry. This Can is... we drive to Europe? Actually, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we very much appreciate a life of adventure and, and are raising our kids to just do crazy things that they feel called to do. Um, because right. we don't want to put them in that, You've got to go to college. It's got to be four years. And then you're going to go to grad yeah. school. 
Um, yeah. And so really, if, you're, if, if you feel God's calling you to do something else, do it. We're 100% behind you. But yeah. we're sure, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm guessing that sometimes parents want to say, you two are crazy. Why are you doing this? Do you have 100% support from family that's watching you do this? You know, I think um, we've, we've put them through enough of like of our, our, craziness. of our craziness that I don't think it's support as much as like they, they just don't know what to make of us anymore. They just sort of, <laughs> and we it. seem to have not like, we haven't imploded yet. So they're like, whatever. I think like if we hang out with any family member too long, especially an adult family, you know, an older than us family member, like a parent, then it starts to like, it, they start to feel anxious. Yeah. If we're with them for longer than a week, they start to think, I, this doesn't, this isn't, this is too loud. It's too crazy. It doesn't seem to be working the way that I think it should. And um, so as long as we keep our distance and we only share with them, <laughs> you know, a portion of what we're doing or not doing, they seem to be okay. Well, yeah. if it encourages you at all, I, we, we know when my dad has kind of had it. So it's usually about the three hour mark in our house. <laughs> So he's just a quiet guy, and I think he just does not understand the chaos and the noise. And as, as organized yeah. as we are and um, as delightful as we think our kids are, it's just loud all the time. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, and I think also when, specifically with homeschool, um, neither Mike nor I were homeschooled, and we didn't really know any homeschoolers. Not really. And um, so our parents weren't familiar with that community either. And I think when they think of homeschooling for it to be acceptable in their mind, it's just public school at home. Right. And I, I know there are some people, it's a spectrum. And I know some people are closer to that and would probably be more, they'd be more comfortable with that. But we're like at the other end of the spectrum. We're very, very, our kids are definitely, it's a child led education. There are some things that um, we, we have curriculum on, but for the most part we don't. And so even that is too much for them. That is just, that's terrifying to them. And it's out of concern and love and I get it, but they haven't read and they haven't researched and they haven't spent the time watching our children and seeing them grow. And so it just, to them, they think like you guys are on the brink of disaster, you know? And also I think our both sides of the family, are still very married to the idea of, of college mm-hmm. and all, you know, that very traditional that's life. Track, yeah. yeah. So um, we just try, we love them and we don't think they're wrong. We just try not to stress them out, and we try not to talk about it too much. <laughs> it's probably a very wise plan. So uh, one one little question is, what is the hardest thing about what you're doing? I, I'm sure you're asked this question a lot, but what is the hardest part of it? Um, well, I think it's, it might be different for either one of us. For me, and I've said this before, it's it's a lack of space for me. Um, and that's just on a, on a day-to-day living basis is we're just closer together. You can't. You're always waiting for someone to get out of the way to go somewhere else in the trailer. Like you literally just can't walk from point A to point B without some obstacle or a person, which kind of drove me crazy at first. I've gotten more used to it, but even to get outside of our, our door here from our bedroom, the the bathroom door just opens up right in front of it. And I'm almost always waiting for someone to get in or out of the bathroom <laughs> so I can leave my room. You know, it's just like you can't, you can't just walk around, which drives me a little nutty. Um, so... But I think for me, um, my life was always like that. <laughs> we lived in a big house. I always had like a little swarm of children around me. So it doesn't, I don't know, the space doesn't bother me. I think for me, it's that we are never in our comfort zone, which I think is brilliant, but it's also kind of exhausting. You know, like you're always at a new grocery store. 
that doesn't have the even the brands that you're used to, oh, you know? Right. And you're always like every time you're driving somewhere, you don't know where you're going. And um the you know, every time you look out your window, it's different, which can be really exhilarating too. And you real feel really feel alive. But when you're tired, you know, you don't want to be exhilarated. You just <laughs> you know. And so I think after 11 o'clock at night, if we start to talk about what we're doing, I'm like, I have no idea what we're doing and why we're doing it. <laughs> and we just know we need to put that conversation on hold until the next day, you know? Well, Megan, I probably could claim that and I'm not doing half of what you're doing. So <laughs> no, I, you know, and it really, it isn't that different. It was, it's the same with homeschooling, you know, you could, it, you can get something can happen with one of your kids. that's really difficult. And then it's late and you think, what are we doing? Let's, you know, or you like see all of your friends, you know, out to lunch and working out for two hours every day. And you're just like, what are we doing? <laughs> I say that now. What are these people doing? Why are they doing that? <laughs> hey, um, we really want to connect our listeners with you so that they can take part in this story. Because you really are uh, writing a story or videoing a story as you go. So um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you're doing to actually... Uh, you know, to show what you're doing on the road? What, what's your, what, what is your plan? So I can talk a little bit. Is that, yeah. Should I answer that one? I'll answer that. Megan will fill in the, the blanks. Um, so we're, we have a YouTube channel and a vlog and we're, we're trying to keep a record of our, basically the places we visit. And then also just our, some of our day-to-day kind of life. We're trying to show, you know, just the kids doing things and our interactions with them. And, and our real goal with the channel was to just be a, a positive, um, I don't know, a force for good in the world uh, to make it sound really altruistic. I mean, we wanted to yeah. show a family in a positive light. And also um, like a so. family, like I think sometimes even as homeschoolers, you feel like I'm a homeschooler. I can't do that. You know, like, oh, I, I wish I could do what the other moms do. And I even joked about it a moment ago. But I think we wanted to show people who had a desire to live outside the box that like, hey, look, it does work. Yeah. Because I think we spent the first uh, 10 years of our marriage, like meeting people who are living outside the box and having our minds blown. Like, why didn't, why didn't we think of that? I didn't know you could do that. I think we, we grew up in the tradi- traditional homes and on traditional tracks that um, we had to deconstruct so much. And so once we got that down, we feel like we're so free now. And I think we, we definitely want to show people that like, Having a big family is pretty great. Um, living outside the box is pretty great. Um, yeah, and just and also we didn't want to add to any of the negative noise that's out there. So our YouTube channel hopefully is always positive, um, but still realist, you know, realistic and authentic. But and informative a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> how how you do it, how you have that many kids, and Kendra, stop but... nodding your head over there. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm getting a little itchy here thinking we got to have this conversation. So, um, you know, are you, are you at all partnering with anybody along the way, any organizations or, uh, you know, kind of spotlighting one another, anything like that? Um, you know, we have met other RVers and we, yeah, I mean, it's just a little bit more organic than that. We've met other RVers that we've met up with and, you know, that have channels and things. Uh, we have, we've definitely put it out there to our YouTube community that we would like to meet people who are entrepreneurs who are living outside the box so that we can introduce our kids to their life. Um, you know, like we went and saw in Oregon, we met a blacksmith and a spinner, a couple who, 
just lived this great life on a beautiful farm in Astoria, Oregon. And she has these sheep and makes her own, you know, yarn. And he's a blacksmith and has a business online. And we really, really loved that. And there were some of our viewers that reached out to us and we would, we still plan on doing that. We have some things lined up in the future, but nothing solid yet. Um, but I think we're still trying to find our journey through, through that and to, um, you know, I think it's always evolving what, what we're doing and what it's all about. So is there, um, I'm going to get ready to kind of wrap us to a close. Is there anything else you want to communicate to our listeners? Any As a, as a homeschooling mom for years, I was always feeling like I didn't measure up. And a lot of it was because my kids were young. And so it was hard to know if what I was doing was working. And I was always very stressed and panicked often. And um, I think I wish that somebody had come to me and said, like, trust, like, trust yourself, trust your kids, trust that the world is interesting, they will educate them. Um, you know, we went through so many curriculums, like, oh, it's not working, throw it out, we have to buy a new one, you know, and now when we have this book, everything will work. And um, I wish that I had enjoyed that process a little bit more. I think now that we have teenagers that are so well educated, and we think they're such cool people, I think we've relaxed a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I, I wish that I had had a mentor at that time because I didn't really know any older homeschoolers. I wish that I had known someone at that time to say, look, it's going to work and they'll find their way. And um, I guess I did have one tell me something, and that's just something I hold on to. She said, my job is to teach them how to learn, teach them how to work, and teach them how to be good people. And really, that's what we focus on. And because we know if they can, there are those three things that they can figure everything else out. So, words awesome. of wisdom. That's awesome. Yeah, boy, put that on a plaque. That's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, if our listeners want to follow you, we mentioned your website, but are there other places on social media where they can track along? Yeah, yeah. we have a Facebook page. Yeah, so if you North and South on the face is on Facebook as and, a page, and we actively post on Instagram every day. Um, also, on, is that also Norp and South, the name of their Instagram? Um, yeah, if you search Norp and South or M Norp, you'll find us. And then, yeah, the YouTube channel, which is Norp and South. So, yeah, it's all Norp and South. Yeah. <laughs> so, one last question before we go, you guys, where are you headed next? We're going down to Southern Utah because um, there's yeah, there's never-ending uh, state and national parks down there. We're really excited. It's been a goal for years now to go down to Southern Utah during the moon cycle when there's no, when there's no moon during the new moon, because it's one of the best places in the country to see the stars. So we can't wait to, you know, show the Milky way and all its glory to our kids in just a few days here. So we're pretty excited. Yep. Wow. This is the ultimate field trip, Fletch. Yeah, for me, what are you talking about? <laughs> Boy, she's, oh, acting really all, she's acting all tough over here. Like this is the ultimate field trip. We'd be in an RV out in the middle of nowhere. That's totally <laughs> yeah. like me but and most of the kids. Out in the middle of nowhere and seeing the stars, that's pretty impressive. So we want to thank you guys for taking time out of your night to be on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Um, you, as always, are welcome to uh, swing by the, the actual studio in the Fletcher House here in California. We'd love to have you here. But thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, yeah we love you. it.
All right, so Kendra, that was great to talk to the Norps, but let me tell you, you sound all positive about it, but there's no <laughs> way you would ever commit to living in a motorhome with me across country, if it, unless it was... Well, maybe just the two of us. Two of us and a, maybe one or two kids, but... Mm, no, just no, the two just of us. Just the two of us, yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, that was great, though, you know, and, and there, if, if our listeners want to learn more of them, they need to head to norpandsouth.com. They'll be in the show notes. Um, and you can see a lot of videos about how they're doing this, and it's crazy. I know we, we camped on how do you um, maintain a coupleness in the middle of um, a trailer with yeah. all these kids. Yeah. But there's so much more, just mental space, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they really they spotlight each one of their kids in their videos. So if you want to know more yeah. about them and their kids, you it's should a great site. head on over there. Now, um, we have some great shows coming up. We want our listeners to know about this. Mm. So don't just turn off yet. We have uh, we have some really fun ones. We, we have do. Sheila Gregoire coming back. Yes, we do. So she did an episode with us on sex a couple of weeks ago. Right. And she's going to come back and we're going to talk about the purity culture so, within homeschooling. So yeah, and that's good. a big one because we know a lot of our listeners have either come out of it or they're still in it right. and they still think it's the best thing. Yes, that's right. So we're going to talk about um, what it's like to raise your kids with a bunch of rules mm-hmm. and shall I even say legalism? in regards to purity and what what that can turn into. Right. And then we also are going to be interviewing Marty Machowski, who, if you love him, you know who he is. He's written so many great family devotionals, including Long Story Short, uh, and he's gotten some Christmas ones written and some things like that. So we are going to talk to him more about family devotions, which I love, Fletch, because we're heading into Advent season, and it's a great time to grab something uh, yeah, and just sit with kids. It's and been read. one of our favorite times every year to yes. tell the, um, we've talked about Jotham and yes. Bartholomew and Tabitha and all, the, right. all the different journey books. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. This guy's great. And uh, so Kendra reached out to him, and we'll be interviewing him about devotions. And there's so much more, but those are just some teasers. We'll let those kind of whet your appetite yep. for the next uh, couple weeks. So in the meantime, we would love for you to join our tribe. Head over to homeschoolingirl.com. You can find out there how to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Do we have a Pinterest? We do. We it's Pinterest.com slash K-E-N-J, uh, which is just my personal Pinterest. Yeah, but but that's we have we a homeschooling in real life yeah, board so, right there at the top. Yeah, so... You know, there's just head over to homeschoolingirl.com. You can find out everything you want to know about us. And then also, um, if you would like to become a financial sponsor over at patreon.com slash homeschoolingirl, you can partner with us so we can continue to do super, super duper cool stuff. Yes. Um, one other way that you can help us, and we talk about this every week, and people, come on now. It's not that hard. Head over to iTunes. Leave a review. It's, it's a way for us to hear directly from you. You could just, and it's made up names even. I think it's your iTunes name. So <laughs> that's right. half the time, I don't know who it is that's writing it. But um, the positive, the negative, suggestions, anything you have, um, we'd love to hear from our listeners over at iTunes. So just go over and leave a review. We'd love it. You know, I want to leave you with one thought before we leave this show. And it, it just it just came to me as I was thinking about living in an RV and mm. just kind of bumping into each other. And it's something I shared with this couple that I got to officiate their wedding this weekend. I just want to encourage our listeners. And it just made me think as we're what halfway through maybe the first semester of a homeschooling year, you know, before you get to Christmas here. And it's this idea that a lot of times as um, homeschooling couples, we are doing life face to face Mm -hmm. and we're making decisions. Mm -hmm. And when it gets hard, we get shoulder to shoulder Mm. and we link arms and we start working through it. But when it gets really hard, a lot of times we can get back to back. And I just want to encourage you as homeschoolers halfway through this semester 
Um, let's remember that we started this whole thing out as couples face-to-face. And if your marriage is struggling because of homeschooling, we have a couple episodes back there on what homeschooling does for a marriage and just homeschooling in hard times, even our own story. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just reminded me that I wanted to leave a parting shot for our listeners just to turn back around and remember why you did this and maybe remember to encourage one another through this tough part of the semester. I have a feeling we did a whole show and someone is going to write in a comment just about that because I think we have listeners out there that are just having a tough time homeschooling. Mm, so those are good words, yeah, Fletch. There's my parting thoughts for you. Don't forget the gospel. Remember, our hope is in Jesus alone. Amen. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.